welcome to Bitstorm, my comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm a rather sick Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. And I am a rather tired and slightly depressed Ben Slinger, so let's do an episode of Bitstorm! Yeah! It's gonna be a good one! Uh, well, yeah. I won't ask how you are, because you just told us right off the bat. Yeah, we're gonna great. We're gonna cheer ourselves up with some click pitch. I'll tell everyone about it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fucking fantastic. So, Click Pitch is a game, for those who haven't listened to us before, it is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three, two, one, click, we will each get a new word, uh, and we're going to read those words with our brains, and then we're going to put them together into a game design, and uh, tonight it may very well suck, because our brains are not functioning correctly, but hopefully it'll be funny anyway. Listen it on, may be funny, listen It may be funny in an awkward sense in that we're not actually, you know, able to come up with ideas. Hopefully, yeah, it's going to be funny in that British The Office sense where you're just cringing at how awkward this it's episode is. train wreck the entire time yeah. and there's um, 15 seconds of pausing. So, it's satirical. That's, where, that's where, how, what we're going with. It's, it's actually satirical. This is the first, the first episode that I'll put out without an edit. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're we're commenting on uh, the awkward state of of unprofessional podcasters. That's that's what it is. Yep, sounds oh. awesome. Three to one click. All right, and my internet's not working. <laughs> that's fine. Um, overall, or overall, something, something. <laughs> that's uh, very broad. Yeah, just a touch. Something overall. Well, I I was thinking overall as in like the clothing item, like an an overall. Um, mm-hmm. Something, <laughs> some thing. Can we kind of so, deconstruct that a little bit? What what what's coming to my head? Something is in overalls. Yep. The something is like a MacGuffin, and okay. that MacGuffin may just be a pair of like golden overalls or something golden. like that. <laughs> Overalls, it's like the Golden Fleece. Yeah. It's like a Greek epic to get the golden overalls. Yeah. Well, so you it's have a been modern playing day a lot take. of God of War, so. Yeah, but I'm thinking it's a modern day take on, like, um, you know how you got that TV show, American Gods? Yes. How you got all the all the sort of new gods versus the old gods and that sort of stuff. Yes, I'm yes. thinking Based on of, Neil Gaiman's of, like, book. this action, action adventure in which... You know, you play something similar to maybe the God of War, and you're going, you're doing, um, or maybe it's even um, Jason and the Argonauts or something like that, and you're going mm-hmm. for the Golden Fleece. Yeah. Um, but, but it's in modern in this day. Case, it's, it's the Golden Overall. So um, you're going through, like, um, you know, cities and workplaces and building sites and all this sort of stuff. Okay, okay. So, what do you remember of that story? The, that was the one with the sirens, right? Yep. Oh, I searched for Golden Fleece and got Golden Fleece insulation, one star. Let's not go with them. Don't use Golden Fleeces. Fleeces? As, well, and uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a hotel. Yeah, well, there you go. Don't use it as, as insulation. Is that? Do you think that's what um, Jason wanted it for he just was at uh, his, his it's, place it's was definitely cold. A greek mythology sort of thing so um, yeah it's it's greek mythology it's jason um jason and the legendary golden fleece yeah so oh, we're gonna make oh. it australian and he's just he's just jace 
<laughs> yep. And um, yeah, he's he's Argos, Jason. He's Argos. So yeah, look, we're just gonna have to make up the story because I don't know enough of the actual story to reference it. Okay, so um, I'm reading here that the story takes place in the era before the Trojan War. So I think one of the things that you see at the very start is like he's looking through a convenience store, okay, and he sees like Trojan condoms, right? And and he's like, no, it's not. I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, and and just like um, just being able to to hit a few um, funny little things, little winks like that. Um, totally, you, you see, like Zeus, the god of the god of lightning, or whatever, and and he's like, know, you, it's a brand of uh, iPhone charger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so I like that it's it's almost a so it's not we're not being obvious about it necessarily. It's kind of like all those remakes, like modern day remakes of Shakespeare plays and stuff, like. Um, whatever it was that Amanda Bynes in, um, she's she, the man. She's the man was fucking whatever it was because I don't know Shakespeare, but this is <laughs> God. This is that for um, yeah. And ten things I had Jason about you the was Taming of the Shrew. Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, yeah. Twelfth Night. She's the man. Was Twelfth Night. Thank yeah. you, Google. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. So right, let's let's just talk about the general the general way this would work then. So this there's this hero Jace <laughs> in yep. Melbourne, and uh, so what what is he already a hero when he starts? Um, I, I think he, I think he's just a regular regular sort of guy, and his mates have sent him down the shops to to pick up like a, a six pack and some ciggies or something like that. They've sent him down to pick up a six pack of Golden Fleece. It's a new microbrewery. <laughs> Well, may- maybe maybe golden overalls, right? And we did say it's it was- just it's like it's like a um it's like a um you know the MacGuffin is is literally a microbrew beer. All right. So the six pack that he's got to go well, pick look, up is, think, is uh, the mystical thing. I like a golden fleece. Obviously, rolls off the tongue better. So let's take overalls to mean he's like a tradie. Okay, that is in his overalls. He's in his overalls. They go. To tell him to pick up some golden fleece, a six pack of golden fleece, and that's the, and que- the first that's place the that quest. he goes to. They're out. They're out. It's like been super popular. Um, for some, it turns out that actually it has special powers. That's <laughs> um, no, just really fucking popular. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's got. He's basically um, a la. Oh, what's it called? Um, jingle all the way. You know, there's. There's someone else trying to pick up the six pack while he's there. Right, right. Okay. So, so they sort of they fight against each other and yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Now, whether um, the fighting is you know actual fist fighting or whether it turns into like magical fucking fighting. Well, do you think like <laughs> I think when he gets into combat, maybe he's got a really vivid imagination, and so it turns into like Greek mythology era kind of fighting with spears and stuff. And and yep. and medieval weapons, um, and then it sort of cuts back, and he's just on the floor with like a busted tooth, and the cops are coming. <laughs> so um, yeah, look, we're, I don't think we're good enough with our Greek mythology to really follow the story that well. Uh, but yeah, I'd like this idea that you just kind of come across in that sort of Greek style. You've sort of. It's like now there's this um, sort of encounter and you it sort of revolves around your encountering and like introducing and, and encountering a new um, 
sort of challenge um, on this journey. Uh, yep. Yes, yeah, so I don't know who, as you go through the streets of Melbourne, I guess, uh, would you be running into on your quest for the six pack of Golden Fleece? So I, I reckon there's like this big tall guy with one eye that is supposed to be like the, the Cyclops. <laughs> yep. Or it's just a big guy with a monocle. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Jason who fought the Cyclops, but that's fine because, like I said, we don't actually know about Greek mythology. mythology. I thought it was. I thought I was actually doing good then. Oh, I don't know. Um, we're going to go way too far off track. I think it was Odysseus. Oh, which, who was the one in the... Oh, no, I was thinking of the Minotaur in the maze. No. Oh, well. We can uh, still have a Cyclops. It's all that... Pull pull from all the God of War stuff and just bring it into modern day. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Cyclops, ogres... Like a um, giant snake, except it's actually... I don't know. A bus? <laughs> Or just an actual snake, since we're in Australia, and it's like this comes out of a fucking pu- public toilet or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking what I like about like God of War is that the the set pieces are sort of um, structured in such a way that it feels kind of op- open worldy, but mm-hmm. it's not really. It's sort of like you are being led from one place to another. Yep. Um, so I'd like it if the if the um, set pieces that you're sort of going through was yeah, leading I, you pretty much down a path of okay this this particular um, this particular bottle didn't have um, the microbrew brew yeah. that you wanted so basically here's the path down to the next one and yeah. how it works out where the where the next path is is basically a user's Google Maps or whatever yeah so is there is there is it just walking or is there driving and stuff like how I think are you it's walking around? because can, maybe you can um, jump on a tram um maybe that's your fast travel yeah it could be tram stops ding ding you got that classic like tram sound that plays you get a little you know animation of the tram leaving the leaving the stop with you on it did getting mm-hmm. as you get a call from your mate saying where the fuck are you I need that beer Sobering up. Um, oh, you know, I think uh, I think Luna Park should be uh, a, a, a creature, <laughs> the giant, I, the I, giant mouth. I, I think that should be like literally a massive um, set piece. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the in thing the, in that you if could actually have like, like an using entire this- battle. You'd have an entire battle on like the Mad Mouse. Yeah, totally. But I was thinking like the the the, the mouth itself is is a, is a creature. <laughs> Because particularly if we're taking this into his like imagination, or maybe he's just stoned. Like maybe he's he's in a, on a drug fueled quest for this for this golden fleece six pack, and that and that's where all the the combat and stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you do see you see the snake that comes out of the fucking shitter turn into this giant serpent that I don't know fires feces at you. <laughs> it's been oh off. god. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he gets to Luna Park and the thing starts talking to him and comes to life and you have to fight all of its minions on the Mad Mouse and occasionally it tries to like fucking eat you and yeah, <clears throat> just Crazy. go around all these Melbourne landmarks. Um, I'm just, I'm just wondering like who's actually going to play like the, uh, sirens. Um, maybe it's, maybe there's just a band. Maybe that you know, he finds himself 
that's just how we can sort of represent the live music scene. It's like uh, mm-hmm. um, Jesse and the Sirens, and uh, they're playing, I don't know, Festival Hall, because <laughs> that's where I went for all my fucking shows. Um, and it's then- no longer there, dude. They're <sighs> playing- um- that's right. That's so sad. Well, it's this is a and period. Anyway, it's, it's a period well, piece. Anyway, like I'm just I'm just picturing, like you're down in St Kilda, um, at Luna Park. Oh right. So you think you just go next door to the palace or to whatever, the, to the palais, or the palais? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Fine. Uh, what's <laughs> what sort of um what sort of like fighting are you, are you picturing? Oh, I think it's just God of War ripoff. <laughs> New or old? Well, I haven't played the new one, so I don't know. Because they well, are very yeah, different. I, I don't know. Maybe just a yeah, just ju- just some sort of sort of third person. Ah, so new. Yep. Yeah, newish. I mean, it, the original was third person too. It was just fixed camera, right? Like, I, I again, yeah, but I have like well above. <laughs> well, it depended. It was it was yeah, depending on where they placed it, but um. Yeah, I, I guess sort of like the new one or like a bit of the um, Bat- Batman Arkham games or Shadow, yep. like um, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, like that sort of faulting, fighting multiple people at once, um, parrying, you know, you've got a few different moves, you've got a few different tricks, obviously, if you can fire off. Yep. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that was a really good idea that we didn't do justice to, but um, I'm not going to apologize for it. So, three, two, one, click. <laughs> three, two, one, click. Mm-mm-mm. Mankind. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Genocide. <laughs> oh no! Mm. Mm. Yeah, there was a reason why why I held out to to say mine second that time. Yeah, um, I was like, All right. please, please, please don't, <laughs> please don't be certain words. Please don't be certain words. Um, so, how much do with- you know about the adventures? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're not going to go down that direction. Um, all right, this could get interesting. Well, so, okay, so so to avoid to avoid some of the sketchy implications around this and and the types of people who would cause this sort of thing to come about, maybe we, maybe we actually what this is is a game set after some sort of genocide that has wiped out all of mankind. And so it's, you're like the last human alive? I don't think you play a human. I think you play maybe a robot. Maybe it's like set in the future and you kind of wake up off your charging station one day ready to. Well, now, now, now that just sounds like rumor. Um, <clears throat> but, either rumor or Wally. <laughs> yeah, or Wally. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking of a more of a sudden thing. It, it may not even be an intentional genocide. Maybe it's just like some celestial event that decimates um, organic matter, just like comes blasting through the solar system. And okay, everyone. So, so you're sort of saying that it's like uh, solar flares that have um, gone pretty crazy, decimated the um, the ozone layer, and therefore like. All, all human beings were just burnt to a crisp. Well, no, I don't think it kills even... Because that would have so much environmental impact. I think it's literally just... I don't know. There was some... <laughs> there was some alien war 5,000 <laughs> light years away. Or more. Like, more than that. Whatever. 
Five billion light years away. I don't know. How big is the universe? Whatever. Five billion light years away where they set off this this organic matter destroying weapon and it won them the war. But little did they know the like sort of shockwave from that was just head out into the universe in every direction in a huge expanding sphere. And <laughs> obliterated life. From, it obliterated. It, it actually universe. over. It, it, ha- it has actually for the last five billion years been obliterating any life in the universe that it comes across. It's finally reached Earth, and it literally just like disintegrates organic life and leaves yep. everything else intact. Um, and so, <laughs> so is there just like a fuckload of bones? Just I think I think like it's just uh, maybe maybe just dust. Well, and that, so maybe. Well, that, 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 it would be going a bit too rumoured to say that you then just go around having to cl- like you learn after you clean the first fa- three piles of dust that they're actually your former owners. But no, I think maybe you're more of a, a humanoid robot or something. Like this is a, a relatively like robots have got to the you know a relatively advanced place where they're sort of not fully sentient, but they they're on the brink maybe. Mm-hmm. And so you're some kind of humanoid or semi-humanoid robot, uh, and you you come out into this world where uh, all the humans are just suddenly gone. I keep on my mind keeps on coming back to Red Dwarf, uh, okay. just because of the whole um, like, coming out of out of stasis and there's just piles right. of dust everywhere, right. and and I'm just thinking, you know, what you need a sort of companion. So I'm thinking, do do you have, like, a robot companion? Do you have a hologram? Do you have, like, mm. a, a being that's evolved from a cat? <laughs> well, I don't think we you know, go- just- I don't think we go that much of an homage, but- <sighs> Well, maybe it is a human. Maybe it's that- Just to make it- I don't know, just to make it slightly more interesting. Maybe you are somehow the one human that was shielded from it in some way. You happened to be sleeping okay. in a Faraday okay, cage uh- or- I, I I've got it. So he he's going going shopping for like fallout shelters. <laughs> okay. And um and basically goes down to like <laughs> Big Joe's fallout shelter shop and yep. Big Joe locks him inside. Locks him in and he's, says, he's yeah, like Yeah, look, it's uh fully reinforced, you know, uh thirty ply steel door. That's how steel's sold, right? In ply. Yeah. Thirty and, ply and steel then, door. And, and like he yeah, like suddenly, yeah, and it's like, and uh, you know, it, it, not even ten nuclear blasts could uh, you wouldn't feel it. It's like Big Joe, Big Joe, you there? He like unlocks it and comes out, and Big Joe's just gone. And just everyone's gone, and oh, that's where the and, game starts. And and I, I'm just imagining that he's thinking, was this the rapture, and I just got missed? Yeah, well, that, so yeah, yeah. So, um, like, you could still have other people who, who just happen to be in similar situations, but there's not as many that would have possibly been in a um, in a fallout shelter at the time. No, I think it has to be full-on... Lead lines. Yeah. Of- like, maybe there's a, like, designated survivor situation um, where there was someone in, like, the president's fallout shelter while, you know, some big meeting was going on. And so, you eventually find... Um, you know, some government official who is, who is 500th down the line to become president, but, uh, is, is now just bumbling their way around. Although I don't know. I don't, uh, I mean, I think it makes sense in a game like this to, that you do eventually run into another human, but I still like the idea of it being a relatively advanced, 
sort of world. And so, yeah, you do like the, there are robots that, that run everything. Like there's not much yep. in the way of menial labor anymore because it's all done by robots. So this, so you don't end up in a, this world doesn't end up dis- like falling into disrepair, right? No, it's uh, just. It's, it's maintained by these robots. And so it's sort of not that typical, you know, cause you could have, you could set this, this game could be set over fucking 30, 40, 50 years. Like it could be the sort of epic game of this person's life after this event. Oh, definitely. Um, and maybe they, maybe they do eventually find someone, but it's literally not for 20 years. Like that's how few people survived. And yep. we just keep dipping back into their life, you know, periodically for these interesting narrative moments and, and, and quests and, and, and adventures. And, you know, we'll, we'll obviously put some gameplay in there, yeah. but, but yeah, like, throughout like I'm this. I'm imagining that this guy, um, this guy actually has to choose where he's going to live and, you know, try to, try to befriend some robots to actually become, you know, mm. to be his, his oh. confidants and, and. I don't know if you meant this, but it stuff. could be interesting to put, a bit of a sim style thing on it. And look, it might not have huge narrative effects. And I think the narrative is still the main driver, but as a bit of a gameplay thing, you now have all these houses and you get to just choose one and like take furniture from any of these houses and put it in your house. And and maybe you actually get to like do a bit of sort of sim style, set up your house the way you want it. And I don't know, maybe it does have an effect based on, I don't know how, how well you, Stock it up on on goods and stuff. I don't know, uh, but it it could be interesting that that you just get to deck out your your living space, and then you could even have a sort of a procedurally generated thing of when you cut cut back and it cuts comes back and it's ten years later. He's sort of there are more there are sort of pictures on the wall of you and of you and your robot buddy and. I don't know, you know, it's it's not as neat and tidy as it was because he's sort of got a bit slovenly. Um, even though the robots are sort of cleaning up after him. And- so, I, I'm thinking this is like the first third of the game. It's just... It's um, you, like, sh- finding a place to live, sort of dealing with the, the fact that it's happened. You just sort of talk between you and your... I, I'm th- I'm thinking, only like, a, a slightly more advanced Siri, <laughs> like, intelligence. Mm. So... <laughs> Um, they can kind of do natural speech to some degree, but they're not actually thinking, but he just talks to them. And and, yeah. and that's how a lot of the narrative happens, is him talking to this thing that kind of knows how to answer back, but isn't actually conscious. Yeah. A bit, I, of, a bit, of, a like Will, a bit of a Wilson situation like we kind of had in the game yeah. uh, the other week. But So, I'm thinking there's got to be, like, some sort of, some sort of antagonist that actually comes into play. Um, well, the, I think the genocide is the antagonist. <laughs> no, no, I, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of, I, I almost don't want to make it too dramatic in that sense. Like, I, I, obviously there needs to be some sort of story and things to so deal you want with. It, you but want it sort of small scale then? Yeah, yeah. I want to just about this experience um, and how this person deals with it. Uh more than how he deals with the loneliness and the yeah um, yeah and look I mean this is this is ground that's been tread by a lot of last man on earth sort of stories although usually they do run into other people mm-hmm. um, which I think is the fact that you kind of have things to talk about but yeah I don't know uh, look 
that does make it hard to actually give gameplay. I think it's a ch- narrative challenge. <laughs> so maybe we need um, to bring in some fucking <laughs> space monsters or something. Maybe the aliens show up. Space monsters or just small mini games of when he cries himself to sleep every night <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> and it's in there. Free to one. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Uh, again, I think it's a, I think it's an idea with a lot of potential. Um, yeah. That you could go in a lot of different ways, but, uh, just as an aside, I, I stole a large part of those ideas from the novel, the, the, the young adult novel I was attempting to write about a decade ago that never got off the ground. So, oh. there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Three, two, one, click. Deduction. Glossy. Glossy deduction. Glossy deduction. So, this is, this may be slightly difficult ground for us. We'll have to be careful because we certainly don't want to offend everyone, anyone, or everyone for that matter. Um, but I, I immediately got a sort of almost a legally blonde vibe of someone who is very, um, into like beauty, but they're, and sort of comes across as as very uh, a bit ditzy. It doesn't have to be a woman; it could be a man, either way. But someone mm-hmm. who comes off as vain and a bit ditzy, but they but they're doing like investigative work, and they're actually kick ass at it. Um, okay, cool. So maybe they like maybe it's kind of an amateur detective sort of game where they work in like a beauty parlor, like a nail salon or a hair salon or something, and. Yep. Well, I think a hair salon works well because I like the idea that you're like doing someone's hair and they're telling you about this problem that they're having and then you go off and solve it uh, for them. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like that. And yeah, it's it's very much this people um, completely misjudge you based on your appearance because you come across as as ditzy and and unintelligent or, or they just they associate someone who who focuses on their beauty as being unintelligent. Yeah. Okay. So, should we do characters? Should we do sort of what the gameplay is? I think gameplay. Gameplay, to me, seems to be the hard part about this. So, yeah. I'd like to to get your idea on what, you, what you're seeing here. Yeah, look, I mean, and we often, we often go to these sort of deductive investigative routes and they're actually quite difficult to do as gameplay in anything other than sort of point-and-click adventure-ish style, mm-hmm. I think. Um, or, a, you know, L.A. Noir sort of style, which is a bit more just leads you down the path. I don't know. I mean, point-and-click adventure stands out just because it's one of my favourite genres. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it doesn't have to be- CSI-style um, adventure. Right, where it's almost a bit of- Is that almost a bit of sort of hidden object-ish game? Like, how do the- how do the puzzles work in that? Because I've never actually really yeah, played you sort any of, of them. You sort of just had to turn up. Um, you just had to, to a place. You and just then, had to turn up. Sort of yeah. cli- and then click on click on the hotspots to, and then choose the right tool to use. So right. what I'm sort of seeing is that you've got your tools of of like, um, or your hairdressing tools. So you have got scissors. You've got um, combs. Yeah, you've got like you've your got, um, your mousse, your spray, your water spray, your your fucking little foil things for doing. Highlights or whatever it is. Yeah, you got dye. Um, right. Which, you know, you you may actually be able to use some of your dye to actually um, 
sort of uh, uncover messages or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, because, okay, um, I like that, because it, we could keep the gameplay relatively simple, but the challenge comes from which of these unconventional tools do you actually use in this situation to solve this? I, I kind of like the idea that, you know how um, to, like, kill lice and all that sort of stuff, they had, like, a, a UV light sort of uh, set up mm. in a lot of these hairdressers that they could they could stick bits and pieces in or, or right. yeah, a solution. Okay. Um, I'm I'm picturing that they've either got the solution or they've got or they've got a UV lamp to, to like <laughs> Right, it's what they used to so look for, they for. Can- Yeah. So you're thinking this is full on CSI ish sort of work or is it more around talking to people and viewing the crime scenes or whatever or the, the different locations. Um, I, I think you can I think you can have both. Which I mean, CSI had both anyway. Yeah. Had the had the sort of you had to talk to people, had to uncover evidence so that you could yeah. Well, there was at least there was at least one fairly good Sherlock Holmes game that had a similar sort of thing as well, um, yep. where you walk around to the different locations and yeah, you just have to find the different pieces of evidence and stuff, and and then you, he kind of puts them together as as you click on something, she starts formulating an idea in her in her mind, and you you hear like the internal dialogue. Of, of what she's reasoning based off of yeah. this. And, and you can kind of make connections or something yourself. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Ba- based off of, you know, she's sort of going, oh, I wonder, I wonder what this is for. And then you, you could have, like, a, a pretty cool, like, note, notebook mm-hmm. sort of thing in which you could actually link uh, link things together. Um, <laughs> I love the idea. Like, together and that sort of and stuff. And again, I hope, because, uh, yeah, again, I hope we're not being sexist or anything here. I, I really think that this is an empowering role. Uh, but I like the idea that on this notepad, it's this very, like, feminine style writing, and she, like, does, like, little love hearts above the eyes and stuff. Um, but, you know, she's writing down the facts of this fucking, I don't know, robbery or whatever. Grizzly murder or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe eventually you get to some sort of murder, but I think a lot of it is just is just kind of helping out your neighborhood. Like, in a, in sort of a way, in like, you know, in something like Luke Cage or whatever, like the barbershop is the- And I mean, that that's sort of a particularly black yep. black culture thing, but the barbershop is sort of the center of the the, the community and, and people go, you know, people trust the, the barber and stuff. I think it's sort of that in a sense, like, you get to know these people in your community and, and when they have a problem, she just- She goes up and solves it for them. Um, in her, in her, yeah, just very, very feminine, but very competent way. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm picturing that, um, like you can start delving into some backstory as to why, why she became a hairdresser, and it, it was literally that she, she loved talking to people and and hearing about their stories. <laughs> yeah, and- that's it, and like giving advice and kind of yeah, it was all about the people for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because she's a fantastic criminologist, you know. <laughs> It, yeah, it doesn't. It just wasn't her calling, sort of thing. Like she, she always loved. But do you think she's actually um, had any training, or it's just she's sort of got this inst- instinctual? She's picked it up over years of helping people, and she's sort um, of she's got these real, real heavily honed. I mean, I guess sort of street smarts, but but you know, she just you know, it's not that she's. We're certainly not saying that she's stupid. That's that's like the whole point is. She, people misjudge her as not being intelligent, but actually she reads a whole lot. Like maybe she's just got a real interest in, in criminology or, or in, in forensic science or something. Um, yep. and so she, you know, she's, um, I, I quite like the that. idea that she, 
that she used to work as like a investigator for for like um or her dad was an investigator or something like that. Mm, okay, yeah, that could work. Like and she's so picked the, up um kind of kind of like a um Veronica Mars sort of character. Yeah, yeah. Um jeez, I love that show. God. It is very reminds good. me I need to go back and watch it. I love Veronica Mars. Um and just just the idea that she grew up with it but her mum was a hairdresser and her dad was a um her dad was a, was <laughs> right. a, um, was a forensic uh, private investigator oh, or something okay. like that. Yeah, well, and, yeah, yeah. And so she she sort of realised that she she loved She's doing got- what her mum loved doing, but she also didn't mind doing doing some of the investigation stuff stuff on the side. So yeah, and this is how she kind of puts that together. And yeah, yeah, I really like that. I really like that idea of of people coming in. And it's a bit different because they don't even specifically know they're coming in. Like, they're not coming in. They're not coming to her to solve their problems. They're coming to her for a fucking haircut or styling. Yeah. But, yeah, because of how likable she is and and she hears their problems and she's like, I can solve that. <laughs> um, um, do you think she tells them sort of or, or is it like a, a real selfless kind of they never know that it's her sort of thing? I think it's a selfless. They'll never know that it's, that yeah. it's her. You know, maybe maybe uh, the word does start getting out throughout well, like, the game. Or yeah, I like the idea that they come back in the next time and tell you about how it was resolved, and sort of you get you get a little bit of a uh, like some closure on it uh, about what happened after you solved it, and you, you know, you she just sort of gets this quiet little smile to herself. Yep, and says like, "Oh, that's great. I'm really glad that happened for you." <laughs> um, I just. Now trying to wonder, you know, the sort of stories that you could go down. Like you could start off with like, um, this woman's dog gets dognapped, and yeah, yeah. I think at the beginning they could- are fairly small things, and yeah. then maybe you get into like a fucking like an you know this woman's in an abusive relationship and the guy has taken a kids or something, you know, and and so it's so yeah. Like- you like, know, some, the, the where the stakes are a lot higher and it's a lot more serious, and you manage to you know track him down and and call the cops on him or whatever, or, or you know, and then and then stop him when he runs away by fucking yep. stabbing him in the arm with your scissors or <laughs> <laughs> burning him with some hair curlers. I don't know. Um, yep. Yeah, I and then like. yeah, and then could even go further to like. Like maybe at the end it is some murder investigation, and they and someone literally does come to you because they they because your reputation by then has managed to to leak out, and the police are failing, and the big case is sort of this this murder. Yeah, that's cool. I really cool. I really like that a lot. I like that. Three to one click. I think maybe her name should be Glossy. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't really hit that, did we? Well, I mean, it was just the general tone of of yep. that sort of uh, profession and, and her look, but yeah, glossy. Ooh, three to one click. All right, cheese invasion. <laughs> <laughs> so you live on the distant planet of lactose intolerant. <laughs> lactosia, lactosia intolerantia. Uh, and um, the evil cheesians are invading. Uh, yeah, I don't, well, I don't know. Actually, what I, what I was thinking is, um, you said invasion and I think when I think of cheese, I quite often think of like a soft cheese. Okay. That has like, like a brie bacteria or- on the outside, you know, mm-hmm. the, the mold on the outside. Yep. And I'm saying to think that maybe it's a, um, 
maybe it's a a game where uh, the mold is actually like a parasite that uh, body snatchers sort of like. Um, you got all these people who who have been eating copious amounts of cheese, and they actually get taken over by this parasitic. Um, mm, okay, so that's how thing. and the and your character is, is lactose intolerant, so <laughs> therefore they never eat cheese. Right. Therefore, they're they're not um, they're not susceptible to this particular mold. So is this this is a game where all these lactose intolerant people end up having to team up against all these body snatched cheese eaters? Yeah, I think so. And then is it just um, sort of like a, jo- a zombie shooter? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that it's whether whether it's a, a shooter or not. I, I kind of like, do like that idea that it could even be you know a. A Dead Rising style, um, yeah, Dead style Rising, game. or even a like, even like a twin stick shooter. Uh, although one of those ones where you're actually sort of moving through environments and stuff, but it's more like more of that top down. Yep. Um, and so it is mainly about the combat and stuff, but it's just got this obviously funny story. And I also I like the idea that, and you could get some gameplay out of this, that when you kill them, they just explode in like a big. Gush of, gush of cheese. Uh, and maybe it, there are different types of oh, enemies like based melt, on different cheese like the melted nacho types. cheese. You've got the melted nacho, nacho cheese sort of people. You've got the, um, you've got the bachelor oh, sauce yeah, okay. sort of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, maybe it actually does depend on yeah, the, type, <laughs> the type of cheese that they were infected by uh, is the type of enemy they are. So... Yeah, if they were eating nachos, then they've turned into this big bloated thing that when you blow them up, just hot nacho cheese goes everywhere and it's actually an area of effect so you can, like, take out other enemies with it. You know, you, the, your, your standard ones are just kind of uh, a, a cheddar. And I know that- yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking there's just the general bacteria that made the cheese rather than specifically the yeah. mould, although maybe the mouldy okay. ones are more are more, like, potent. Oh, especially the blue cheese. Well, that's it. The blue cheese is like your super, I don't know, it's got like blades and shit because it's sharp, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they've got blue veins running down their face. And the first oh, time you yeah, ever see totally. one of these ones, it's like, oh, shit, <clears throat> it's a blue vein. <laughs> yeah, it's a blue vein. Um, um, and, and it's really, really, really hard to tell the difference between camembert and brie. Like- yeah, they're um, twins. Like, <laughs> well, they come in pairs. They're they're very, but um, or maybe it's one, a boss. Maybe one you boss. don't want to be near. One you know don't want to be near because like it oozes absolutely everywhere, and that's camembert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, brie, you know, sort of stay. And if you get it on you, you know, it sort of can, I don't know, do some some sort of acid damage or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like but a brie, effect. Uh, but brie, you know, sort of holds together. But the thing is, mm-hmm. because. It's such a subtle difference, you know. You don't know whether um, you can get close to this one after they after they get killed or not. Right. I like the idea that Bree and Camembert are, are some like mini bosses, and they are twins. It's like Bree is the woman and and Camembert is the man, uh, but they're maybe they're very androgynous, so you, you can't tell the difference that well. They look very similar. <laughs> they're wearing the same clothes, and so it's very subtle differences between them. And yeah, and it is that like if you get too close. To Camembert, you get sprayed with 
with with the Chizus and yeah, you've got a status effect or like a, a damage over time. But Bree has like projectiles because that stays together better. So if you're too far away from Bree, you like you do actually have to get yep. up close to Bree to do, to do damage because maybe they've got that like harder sh- harder shield. You have powered up versions of them later on in the game, like double cream Bree and triple cream Bree and all, the, <laughs> totally. all these sort of things. So you can have like the different um, yeah. And so you like the sort of the minions that you fight are maybe just like cheese curds, um, and and just your standard kind of oh, cheddar. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. You you saying that means that this has to be set in Canada, so you've got like um, the poutine. <laughs> so you've, like you've got the, the majority of people have not only had nachos, but some of them have had poutine and and all that sort of stuff. Right. And so, what's their attack? Just like a stream of gravy, or ah, oh, could be. Um, or it could just be potatoes, like right, like to get this being thrown at you. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I like yeah. this a lot. I, so I, like I this a lot as well. So do you uh, like? What's the sort of story like? Like, are you trying to find the source of the how? How are you? How do you win? Like, what's the sort of win state? Um. Well, I I have a feeling that the. Vegans are also um, another group that that don't eat cheese, so therefore, yeah. you know, they're a rival group, and that, you know, basically the lactose intolerance and the vegans are both um, are both not affected, but they've got um, different ways of um, of dealing with it. You know, sort of the I like the idea that the, the vegans want want a um, you know a nonviolent um, <laughs> right sort of solution whereas you know the lactose intolerant people are just like we don't we don't care we're intolerant we're just gonna kill them all right they're intolerant right of course they're lactose intolerant yeah um yeah i like that a lot um so so i think um the the thing is these um these parasites they actually need a steady stream of cheese to um to keep like um to keep control. So if you're able to cut off the cheese supply, right. then, um, then the parasite dies out. So maybe that's so, where the, the vegans, though, have an advantage because they don't actually get like hurt specifically from ingesting cheese, whereas the lactose intolerant will be weakened by it and, you know, yep. um, diarrhea and stuff. <laughs> so I think this is maybe 20 or 30, um, you know, months or so into the future. In that, um, yeah, yeah, like they've they, been dealing they, they with it for a while. They decide they decide that the um, the best way to actually combat this is um, you have a lactose intolerant and a vegan that actually team up together to to do some covert missions and that sort of stuff. So okay, it maybe a co- a, a so maybe game. the vegans the vegans have been like learning about them all because they are trying to create some sort of peaceful solution or like find a cure. Yep. Where and then so they're the sort of brains and then the lactose intolerance they've have just been finding the best ways to kill them. And so they're the brawn. And so maybe you're starting a new like organization and these are the two leaders of the organization. They've finally joined forces to be yeah, most I, effective. I really like the idea that um all all the money that um that the lactose intolerant people have been spending has gone into like weapons development and all this sort of stuff. Oh, so absolutely. Got, like, these, 
these amazing cannons that can just literally blow holes in these in these people and be like ex- extremely cheesy goriness. And, oh, um, totally! Just cheese blood everywhere. Turn them into fucking Swiss cheese. <laughs> and the vegans, um, they they they've come up with like some amazing tactics and that sort of stuff. Tactics so, and tech, so, I think, like that's not. Not um, specifically the, the sort of weaponized. Tech is, is more uh, stunning and, and yeah, um, and maybe they've even subdued. Maybe they even have partial cures where it sort of it, or at least it suppresses the the cheese bacteria in that human for a while, and so they kind of yep. they walk around in a daze or whatever. So, so I'm thinking, you know, it's the it's these two um, sort of up against up against like every um up against everyone. Yeah, yeah. Effectively. Well, when, and they're, they're trying to save the world, When they get sent right? out on this mission. Yeah. Um, so, I think in each city, you need to sort of uh, work out how to get to the cheese factory. Okay, yeah. So, there's almost a bit of an XCOM vibe here now. Um, uh, not in the turn-based way, but just in that sort of, you've got almost that overworld map, and yep. you're sort of trying to push the front, the war front forward. Yeah, and if, and effectively, you know, if, if you can manage to- um to you know stem the outbreak um, mm. within an area you you open up a whole heap of whole heap of um, resources area and stuff. In which in in which you've now got a whole heap of people that are going to come and join your cause and and help get you better tech as, as you go and and that sort of stuff yeah yeah um, I like the idea that you can actually have the occasional person who can't resist another bit of cheese right so yeah. So they and they start an outbreak again. Yeah. So yeah. Even within your own organization, you have to watch out for yeah. Be- because they're not lactose zombies. intolerant or vegan. So so you you got to be very careful in that. Or in they're that just on have. the edge. They're wavering. They're only slightly intolerant, or they you know they don't haven't fully bought into the vegan philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> they they they've they've actually gone vegetarian. Yeah, they've now. gone vegetarian. Like, no! Even worse, pescatarian. Just um. So what are, what is this so, yeah, organization I, called? Um, the uh, the fondueers because they like melt <laughs> melt the cheese down and we're bad at these sort of names. I you know, know but there's so many cheese puns that we're failing at. I feel like yeah, I know, but but as far as one of the bosses, the one of the bosses is today. that is that infamous Monterey Jack. He's just. He's, oh, he's yeah. been. Like, everyone's been under his thumb in in uh, Britain, or I don't know where the fuck. Is it now I need to look at where it's from. Um, it's in America, of course. When when you, when you go through America, you do. You you've also got like American cheese. Yeah, well, government that, cheese is it's. Yeah, well, that's your that's your sort of minion. The min, even the minion ones change. So yeah, in in like in Canada, it's the it's the cheese curds. In uh, yeah. in America, it's these. They're wrapped in plastic. And <laughs> um, in Australia, it's like the it, it's tasty cheese. Yeah, it's, or- it's tasty cheese. Do you know they don't call it that anywhere else in the world? What tasty cheese? Don't they- America thinks it's ridiculous. Like it's so funny that we just call it tasty cheese. Like that that that's it's a description cheddar. of it. It's cheddar. Yeah, it's just a it's a different variety of cheddar. Yeah, I think it is. But yeah, um, I'm I'm just trying to think. We don't really have like a a, a cheese that is just. Like ours, like if if you went over to in the Italians, you've got like your mozzarella, you've got your um parmesan cheese, yeah, you've, you've got, got your little all these different uh, cheeses. Uh, what's the what's the little brined one that goes on pizza sometimes? But 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 
Pocconcini. Pocconcini, that's what I was thinking of. It's still mozzarella. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Is it just that it's been... It, in brine. Brine, yeah. right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I love it. I love it. There's so much you can do I, with that. I love it. I feel yeah. like this is the episode of Fantastic Ideas that we're not doing justice to because of our failure to pun well. I uh, know that, that that was actually <laughs> that was pretty okay. Dangerous. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Very uh, good. All right. Gibberish protein. Gibberish protein. So gibberish comes from because I'm sort of thinking there's a is there something around gibberish that is around like being afraid? I don't know. No, I guess not. I'm thinking. That this is set in England. Okay. Um, and it's set around, like, remember, I think it was back in the 90s, there was, like, all these reports of mad cow disease. Yes. Yes. So, it I'm thinking that it's- a bit later that than that, actually. But, well, maybe not. Oh, I don't it? know. I feel like it was the 2000s, but- Okay. Um, basically, you got mad cow disease, people who have been infected with this stuff start speaking gibberish. Um, so it's set in England. Yep. You've got, um, you've found, you've worked out that there's a, there's a plot to actually, um, by, I think like a James Bond-ish villain mm. to, um, to basically he's, he's causing all these people to, to like get mad cow disease so that like he can, he can take over all of the United Kingdom. Okay. Um, so before it's too late, um, I think you find out that you know you've you've had a little bit of it, and you you may be you may be infected, and and you're basically on a on a race against the clock to um to sort of defeat this guy before you you lose you your mind succumb. completely. So you could you could have some of those um basically as you go you you start not being able to communicate as easily, and I know I I thought in if you remember Far Cry two. Mm. Where at the very start of the game you get malaria and then you got to deal with things that happen throughout the entire game. Yep. I think the idea that you get you get mad cow disease and you're in the early stages of it and yeah, yeah. Know, okay, it's, it's, so it's kind of a ticking clock sort of thing um, yeah. from the beginning, and yeah, it's a narrative. We use it as a narrative device to kind of put some stakes on it. Um, <laughs> I didn't even mean that pun unintended. Yep. <laughs> uh, our best puns tonight, even on purpose. Yeah. Uh, so what's the what sort of gameplay are you thinking? What's the um, how do you go about this? So I'm just thinking whether your character is actually like an MI6 sort of agent. Um, mm, okay. In that, you know, there's a reason why you're the one who's who's going out and trying to try and actually do this. So maybe you're a James Bondish sort of character. Mm. Um, mm. Mm. And and you know, you've you've actually got you've got the Queen's approval to to basically go and <laughs> and attack this guy right. and and take him down and and come up with the um come up with the cure. Okay. So you're thinking sort of stealth missions and stuff, uh, stealth and and, stealth, and then like gun, um, gun combat, um, gun combat, and things can go awry, and you can have big set pieces and yeah. Well, then I think basically, I think maybe this is obviously a particularly virulent and particularly damaging form of uh, bad cow disease, and so it can affect you at different times and and sort of take over your nervous system for a second. So you have you have moments. You know, as part of this set pieces where it's like, oh, like my my the left side of my body stopped working, um, 
<laughs> so you can only move so fast and you're dragging your left foot. You're dragging foot your left you, foot you and you're having in. to do like a lot of hold your ground kind of gun combat and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Right at the very start, you brought into, um, you brought into, say, say it is actually James Bond. Yeah. You brought into M's office and they turn on the screen and there's the queen there and she's, she's talking. She starts talking gibberish and, and all of a sudden, you know, you realize that the queen is actually infected. The queen has been well, infected. So, yeah. So you're really. Cause she does know, like, you know, um, steak tatar. <laughs> There you go. I was going to say a good burger here now and then, but yeah, probably more likely steak tatar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the fact the fact that she's eating it raw basically means that you know it's affected her a lot faster. Totally, totally. Um, so what I really like is the fact that the very first intro cinematic, mm-hmm. your character's sitting down and has just like finished finished like, like a fantastic steak finished like a, a fantastic like really expensive steak yep. you get given the bill and it's got written on there you know fifteen hundred dollars for a steak or whatever and yeah you're like, you like charge it to the queen um, <laughs> and 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 then you know on your spy watch you you've got to go go out you can have like a a quick walk down an alley that you know leads to like the secret Secret room that you gotta. Yeah. Like, so um, you're thinking like I'm kind of getting I'm kind of getting this again very you know high graphical quality uh, Uncharted esque kind of great lighting um, third oh, yeah, person yeah. action. Yeah. Okay. Well, whether you do that or whether you go the complete opposite way and go like um, oh what's it called No One Lives Forever, so that sort of cartoony. Oh, um, go the real kind of '70s spy. Kind of uh, cliches. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you like could do that. Colourful characters and over-the-top, you know, villain and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Yeah, that kind of- I guess that makes sense for for, for this, the plot. Um, it's yeah, it's I, a little bit ridiculous. I, I think sometimes when, when you think about it, you know, the they, later James Bonds where they added Daniel Craig went a little bit too serious. Oh, yeah. Whereas, yeah. I think like you the wanna... Roger Moore ones were were definitely a lot. Um... Yeah, you want lots of gadgets. You want it to be a bit silly, like even a bit satirical, like go, like go a bit, um, get smart and a bit, yeah, like fucking Austin Powers. Not maybe not that quite, not quite that uh, nuts, yeah. but but yeah, really, really play into those cliches. You know, try to subvert a few of them for the, just to to sort of yeah make it really funny and, and colourful. Yeah, I like that. Fuck, No um, One Lives Forever was an awesome game. They need to do another one of those. Yeah, I've got No One Lives Forever 2 sitting right in front of me, which is why I, I think that would it. sell really well in this, like, climate. Whatever happened it to really Monolith? Would. Um, so, yeah. he, here's, a, here's a quick story. Mm-hmm. Um, there, was a, there was a group that actually wanted to remake No One Lives Forever. They, they're the ones that remade... Oh, what did they remake recently? Oh, they're the ones that... Um, we're going back and remaking uh, System Shock, hmm. Hmm. Um, like the first one or, what it, or whatever. Oh, it was. I didn't realize. Oh, and, of course, Monolith. Sorry. And yeah. so, what actually happened is they talked to Warner Brothers and they talked to Fox and they talked to Monolith. Yeah. And the game was owned sort of by all three, and no one actually knows who who actually owns the whole game. Right. So they all they all refuse to actually work um with this with this developer to to actually bring it back. Mm. 
And so it's just in limbo because all of them have sort of said, um, yeah, we don't know if we own it and we're not willing to spend the money to go find out if we if we own it, so we're not going to give you permission. Fucking great. And that was all three of them. Great. So you literally cannot buy these games. Yep. You cannot buy No One Lives Forever 1 or 2. Um, I just happen to still have an old copy of No One Lives Forever 2, mm-hmm. mainly because someone did a full VR port of it. What? Seriously? Of No One Lives Forever 2. Oh my yeah. god, that's awesome. Um, and it's, it, it's pretty fucking awesome. It really is. That's great. You end up having to play with the, um, with the controller because there's no way that they could actually get the, um, get the, the hand controllers working. Because yeah. there's just too many, no, of course. Too many, um, gadgets and stuff that you need to use throughout. God, that'd be fun though. That'd be good. Oh, it's it, like, pretty awesome. A new one in VR as well. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I also didn't realize, of course, Monolith have made the Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War games. That's their most recent stuff. Yeah, but yeah. So- We've had enough of them now, Monolith. Bring us a new No One Lives Forever. Spend the goddamn money, get the rights. Or just do a spiritual spin-off. I don't care. Yeah. You don't You don't have to, you know, put harm back into it or anything like that. Yeah, you can come up with new puns. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That would be awesome. I like the idea of, of going down that route and probably not having it in VR for this time. No, no, no. I don't think so. I think it is either a first or third person. Yeah. I like that a lot. Cool. All right. Well, on that 70s colourful spy note, <laughs> secret note, uh, I think we'll end the episode. Thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. If you want to find us online, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have BitStormCast on all of those. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm. We're on YouTube. Just search for BitStorm there. And we're also on Podchaser at podchaser.com slash BitStorm. We're also on iTunes where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We've got a website, bitstormcast.com. We'd like you to check out all our friends at the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search for hashtag AGPN on Twitter or... Look at the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. A cheese-based shooter. That's going to be good. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs>